0: And welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this podcast, I'm going to start a new series that I'm doing along with some of the other series that I'm running in the podcast. And this one's called Pool Guy and Gal Rookie Mistakes. So I'm going to cover a mistake in each of these podcasts going forward, and I'll highlight some things that you can do not to make these mistakes if you're starting out. And This kind of goes in line with the other series that I'm running in these podcasts, and I hope you find this one helpful. Leslie's Pool Supplies is a proud partner of the Pool Guy podcast show. Leslie's Pool Supplies has been do-it-yourselfers and pool trade professionals' trusted partners since 1963, providing quality products and services to make pool care easy and solutions and expertise to do it right. So I have a series of podcasts running right now on buying a pool route and all the different pitfalls involved in that. And this one here is going to cover things that could go wrong or things you can do wrong When you first start your pool business and you're starting out and you're pretty much a rookie, you don't really know what you're doing 100% and you may be coming from a different field entirely or you may be on your own for the first time, whatever the circumstance finds you in, anytime you're doing something that you're unfamiliar with, I would consider the learning curve um, to be high and then especially in pool care, I think the learning curve is extremely high, especially if you're maintaining a pool ride out there. And you're um, doing several pools every day that are different. Definitely, there could be some mistakes being made there. And I'll go over um, as I continue the series a lot of things that you that could go wrong for you when you're first starting out. And I'll point those out. And this will definitely help you if you're a veteran and you've been doing this for a long time. Also, I think these tips are good for everyone. But I think I want to focus on the rookies here because I think there's a lot of things that you have to learn, and, and it's better to hear. It for me than to make the mistake or to learn it out there the hard way and I think this is gonna be really helpful for you as you're starting your pool business I think one of the biggest mistakes when you're starting out is when you underbid a service account and you may not even know how to bid a service account because you've never done this before of course so there's no way of knowing if you're charging the right amount of money a lot of guys will call around the area and kind of ask for, ask for pool service and get a general idea of what they're charging for that for the service in the area. But there's a lot of details that go into the bidding process at a pool. And when you're there, you may not know exactly what you're looking at, what you're looking for. Of course, as you bid several pools or dozens of pools or 20 or 30 pools, you get more of a hang of it and get an idea of what you're doing. When you're first starting out, you may not know how to bid the pool correctly. You may be um, underbidding the pool in a lot of cases and I'll go over some of the things to look for when you're bidding the pool to make sure that you're not actually losing money at the account. So the first thing and the foremost thing is the size of the pool. So if you're bidding a 10,000 gallon pool versus a 30,000 gallon pool, the price should be different. You should not have the same rate, let's say $90 for everything that you see back there it's not going to work out for you because a 30,000 gallon pool will take a lot more maintenance and care and time than a 10,000 gallon pool. The problems you're going to face with a 30,000 gallon pool are definitely more than you're going to face with a 10,000 gallon pool. For example, the amount of acid you're going to use in a 10,000 gallon pool is less than the amount of acid you use in a 30,000 gallon pool. The amount of chlorine you're going to use is a lot less and the amount of all the other chemicals are going to be a lot less in the smaller pool than a larger pool. So if you don't bid accordingly and you bid the same price for a 30,000 gallon pool and a 10,000 gallon pool, you're going to lose money on that 30,000 gallon pool. First, you're going to spend a lot more time there cleaning the pool and second, the chemicals that you don't charge for which are the acid and the chlorine are going to cost you a lot more in the larger pool because you're going to be using a lot more of that. So you have to bid accordingly. Now If you set up your pool rock correctly and it's a tablet pool, you're going to charge the customer for the tablet separately. And then you can also charge for any kind of conditioner or any kind of enzymes or treatments or any kind of additives or enhancers to the pool that you're going to add. The customer should pay for that. So keep that as in the back of your mind that when you are bidding these pools, you're bidding just for the weekly service, which is skimming, brushing, vacuuming if needed. And you're also building to make sure that the equipment's correct is functioning correctly every week you're not bidding for the filter cleaning in most cases unless you're in Florida and the filters are those single bullet small cartridge filters which you can clean pretty quickly then you may include that in the service rate but typically everywhere else the filter cleaning is separate of course if it's a sand filter you wouldn't charge for that because you're just backwashing it when needed but everything else you're charging for so you don't lose money so keep that in mind that The 10,000 gallon pool and a 30,000 gallon pool should be should you should bid that differently and so if your service rate is $90 for a 10,000 gallon pool for a 30,000 gallon pool you should be charging 130 140 it wouldn't be unreasonable because of the extra chemical and the extra time it's going to take you there and these are California rates if you're in Texas and you have a 30,000 gallon pool I know that you're getting about 250 a month for that And for a 10,000 gallon pool, you're probably getting about 160 or 170 a month for that. But I'm using California kind of as the baseline here in Florida. And our rates are nowhere near as good as Texas, which is unfortunate. Um, I applaud you guys out there in Texas. I can charge that kind of money. But you're also doing a lot more work with those larger pools. Um, So the rate you charge is region-specific. Keep that in mind also. So if you're undercharging your competition... You're not doing anyone a favor, and you're certainly not doing yourself a favor because you're not making any money at that point. And to make money in a business is not just going out there and making enough money to pay your bills and pay all your house bills. To actually make money in a business, you have to have a profit or money left over at the end of the month to invest either in real estate or the mutual funds in the market. However you want to invest the money, you have to have extra money left over to actually be making a profit. Because you can get a job anywhere and it'll pay your bills. Uh, but doing the pool service, you're typically what you want to do is build a business that so you actually have a profit every year or money that you can use um, to invest to grow your money and build wealth. And so if you are set up to where you're underbidding everything because you just want the accounts, you're just actually spinning your wheels out there. You're not really making money. You're covering your bills and expenses, yes. You're paying all your. Your um, personal bills, yes, but you're not really making money, and you're probably working too hard for too little money. So you want to make sure that when you bid the account, you're bidding it within the range of your service area. So if you're in Texas and you have a 30,000-gallon pool, you don't want to bid 180 for it when the guy that's servicing it, it uh, who would normally service it, would bid 250, because you're losing money and you're also hurting the industry, of course, but you're actually losing money because you're spending time there and not getting paid what you should be getting paid for that pool so you can actually build your route with bidding correctly um, if you know what you're doing and know what you're looking for so here in california ten thousand gallon pool for ninety dollars a month no problem you're gonna charge extra for the filter cleaning you're gonna charge extra for everything except chlorine and acid and then you're gonna charge um, extra for any other kind of services that you're gonna do with that account and you could probably make pretty good money Um, at that rate here for that size pool. And in Florida, I would say it would translate pretty similar in most areas as far as the pool size because that's a pretty small pool and it's pretty easy to maintain. Typically, they would have a cleaner in a pool that size and you definitely want a pool with an automatic cleaner. I would say as you're starting out, you have to take as many accounts as you can. So you may not have the luxury of pools with cleaners in them. It doesn't mean that you can't sell the customer a cleaner after the fact. And I would say make a hard push to get an automatic cleaner in the pool if you wanted to do this, a lot of guys will do this. They'll buy cleaners and put them in the customers' pools themselves. I do this, and there's a couple of go-to cleaners you can get. The Zodiac Ranger is a good one. Um, the MX-6 is reasonably priced. Um, if you really want to go out, the pool cleaner, that would be a little expensive, but you want to stay within $200 or so for these cleaners, and then you can put them in multiple accounts. You can buy used cleaners wherever you can find them and drop those in also. Whatever you can do, they get an automatic cleaner in the pool to make your life easier. And of course, you can sell the cleaner to the customer and try to get them to buy one to put in their pool. Also, the amount of debris that gets in the pool is also important. Again, when you're starting out, you pretty much have to take every pool that you see. Not necessarily every one, but as many as you can take, you want to get. That way, you can build your route up quickly and you can make some money. So if the pool gets a lot of heavy debris, that's going to be a time consumer. So keep that in mind, too, that... You don't want too many of these on your route when you're starting because you're gonna eat up a lot of your time, but having a few of these is not a problem because you need the money. And so charge accordingly. So if a pool is 10,000 gallons, but there's trees all around it and it takes you half an hour to to clean it, then that $90 is not gonna be enough time or enough to pay you for the time you spend there to clean the pool, so you have to charge a higher rate. And so you may not get every account because you're not gonna be low-balling everything and that's okay because you're going to be out there trying to get as many accounts as you can. And you'll get enough of good accounts to keep yourself growing and in business. And then some of these bad accounts you may have to take just because they're there and they're available and you need the money. Uh, just bid those accordingly. And it's harder later to raise the price afterwards uh, if you underbid. So if you underbid a pool and then you come back and say, you know, I'm, I have to actually raise the rate and it's only been, you know, four or five months. customer may not look very kindly on that Um, so you definitely want to make sure the initial bid is done correctly so the pool size is critical the amount of debris um, the equipment is also critical make sure the equipment's working in a good working order it's also a critical factor and also you want to make sure that um, the yard, yard doesn't have like an exceptional amount of dirt that can blow into the pool or there's a you know, the gar the grass is right up against the pool where the gardener will blow all the grass into the pool. Those are also factors that will add time and effort to your pool care of to your cleaning of that pool and maintaining it properly. So the bottom line, you wanna check your area to make sure you're bidding the pools correctly, that they're within range of your competitors. Then you wanna make sure you're not underbidding the pool, depending on the situation that you see when you get back there. And you'll get more experience when you're doing this to see which pools are going to be a lot of trouble and hassle versus those pools that are going to be very easy and so you want to have a mixture of both you don't want to have all you know really bad pools on your route because then you're going to get burned out and you're going to, you're going to really waste a lot of time out there get a mixture of both good and bad when you start out You can't just be picking up good accounts because you need the money and definitely vent the pools carefully when you bid them and just make the bidding very simple go back there look at everything and tell the customer you know, I'm going to charge X amount for this pool. You won't have to worry about anything going forward. If you hire me, I'll show up on time. I'll be there every week. And your pool will be looking swim ready every week if you hire me as your service provider. So have that kind of attitude there too, that you know what you're doing and that you're going to be able to maintain and take care of that pool. Regardless of the pool is going to be a little more difficult than other pools on your route, um, you'll be able to handle it with a little bit of experience and definitely Just go back there and initially bid the pool correctly. If you have any questions, of course, regarding bidding the pool, you can email me directly, or you can actually check out my coaching program at poolguidecoaching.com, where you can post in the group chat. You can post a question about bidding in there, and you can text me or call me, and I can walk you through any kind of bidding problems you may have or situations. I don't touch on the commercial pools in this podcast, but I will probably do a series on commercial pools in the future. So stay tuned for that. They're a whole different ball game, and um, you definitely will need some help when you're bidding a commercial pool. I can definitely definitely help you with that through the coaching program. You can learn more about that at poolguycoaching.com. I hope you found this podcast helpful. Have a great rest of your day, and God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show.